This we still got 12 seconds. Love Talk Radio. Okay, let's get up. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, hello once again, and thank you very much, John Bon Jovial, the legendary late... Woo, let me try that again. The legendary... You want to try that again? You're, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're ruining my legendary John bon status by blowing that. Come on now. <laughs> I was just checking to see if you're listening. And welcome back, everyone. We're glad to have you back here for another hour of music and, you know, misread cue cards and forgotten lines and all the kind of crazy stuff that goes on. And see, we we we, we used to do live radio. And so... We have to keep it, you know, we have to bring back the feeling of live radio. And it's just not the same if you don't mess something up. You just have to mess something up once in a while. On occasion, and, <laughs> on occasion you have to really, you have to really blow it there. Uh, you know, I mean, any, and, and especially, especially a, um, a radio personality of, of, of your magnitude. Everybody knows who, you know, David Bowers is. <laughs> Oh, careful, or I'll send you back up to the bishop. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we try not to mess up the music, and we've got a good opening song for you today. Group out of Sydney, Australia. They call themselves I Know Leopard. Hey, I don't name these groups. I Know Leopard. This is called Lover Automatic.
right here on the David Bowers Awards. They call themselves Lover Auto. No, actually, they call themselves I Know Leopard. The song is Lover Automatic. They're out of Sydney, Australia, and they dropped this brand new single along with a video with it to coincide with the news of their having inked a worldwide distribution deal with a French label, Believe. And uh, this track, Lover Automatic, comes with a saturated 80s-style animated video, uh, complete with all the good stuff like neon flashing, neon lights, fast cars, funky vampires, whatever it takes. Check them out. You can find them online. And, uh, hey, if you are into that type of music, there you go. You can uh, drop them a line at their website and tell them what you think of it. They'd be glad to hear from you. They are uh, they are big in Australia. Uh, as a matter of fact, the music, Australia's premier music, gigs, culture, and entertainment news group, uh, back in 2019, named I Know Leopards as one of the 30 best albums of the year in their mid-year poll. So they... They do have some creds, my friend. What you say, John Bon Jovi? Well, their use of the you know the techno beat and the uh, synthetic music, uh, if you will, is actually it's not bad. It's it, it's foot tappingly uh, appropriate, I suppose. And even their use of auto tune, as anybody that listens to this show knows, I am not at all a fan of, uh, <laughs> is is subtle enough to you know to overlook. Uh, so all in all, no, I'll give it a thumbs up. It's a, it's a good tune. It's got a nice commercial beat to it. Um, ag- again, with the auto tune, I-, I wish that artists could recognize the uh, natural splendor of their voices and not feel that they have to enhance it, uh, mm-hmm. if you will, for a lack of a better word. Uh, but again, it's got an incredibly commercial sound to it. They do a nice job of, uh, of synthesizing the music into a good techno beat, a good dance beat. So uh, it'll go far. In, in spite of my reservations about the auto tune, this song <laughs> will go far. Well, I'll tell you that's a uh, that's a much higher glowing recommendation than I anticipated uh, from you. But uh, I'm sure we'll take it, and I I know that uh, the band. I know Leopard will uh, will take that compared to what you might have said, and we won't even go there. But uh, we will. No, go. no, we won't. We won't go there. <laughs> we will go and say hello and thanks to all of our friends out there, including our house band Titty Bingo, and uh, we played a, a new tune by them and Willie here a couple of weeks ago. If you missed it, you missed a good one. It's out now. Check it out. Dead or Alive, uh, Titty Bingo featuring Willie Nelson. And uh, check out their website online, tittybingo.com. They're a fun group. They do some great rock and roll, and it's just music. And we got a lot of fun time music today. We want to keep things moving along because our first guest is standing by in the green room. And uh, we're going to bring them on. I think you're going to really like these girls. Two girls who have uh, created a really soulful sound as a matter of fact so soulful that uh, they've named themselves after it soulful them is what they call themselves we're going to be talking with them in just a couple of minutes after we play a track from their new album it's it is well with my soul this is a track called born to blues
They call themselves Soulful Femme, and you're the girls now, Stevie and Cheryl. Come on in and say hello. Hello. Welcome aboard. So glad to have you here. And since we can't see see you, uh, identify yourselves and let us know which is, uh, or let the audience know which one of you does that singing and which one of you does the guitar work. Well, okay. Uh, my name is Stevie, Stevie Wellens, and I am doing the singing, doing the vocals. And gotcha. my name is Cheryl Otto, and I wish I was singing those vocals. <laughs> but I well, hard. I wouldn't be at all surprised, Cheryl, if Stevie wishes she could handle the guitar the way you do. You so. know <laughs> that is the truth. I wish I could. Oh, my gosh. I wish I could handle guitars like she does. It, uh, but she's and one of a kind, so can't do it. <laughs> I, I, I was totally blown away when I heard you, and I know that uh, I'm going to have to give John a few minutes to uh, settle down in there because uh, he gets into the he gets into the music like this, and I I know I'll have to get him down off of the ceiling fan or something so he can come join the conversation. Well, but well, so I, I readily to... admit to I readily admit to being a dinosaur and loving this kind of stuff. I mean, it it, 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 it <laughs> hey, is. Uh, hey, you know what? I, I I don't I don't mind admitting it. You know, I'm I'm what you might consider a senior citizen now, and. Uh, I grew up, I cut my teeth on Paul Butterfield and James Cotton and, and John Lee Hooker. And, and this stuff that you guys are doing, that is it just kicks ass. That's great. Yeah. 
we had decided to call the album it as well with my soul, which is a an older hymn, and we actually got the idea to bookend the album from um, someone that we were going to work with, um, mm-hmm. and a doctor of music and the Pittsburgh Choral Group, and that's where we kind of got the idea. And, you know, then COVID hit, and I guess that explains a lot of everybody's story. But we decided, yes, we think, and what I wanted to hear at the beginning was just Stevie and then the organ coming in, the church organ. And then on the outro, I wanted kind of the opposite, the church organ, then Stephanie, and then the choral group. So that's kind of where it came from. We took it from there, and I think we've gotten so many uh, comments and compliments on the fact that this album is bookended by that hymn. Yes, yeah. It, and what's in, in between is, is, is a thing. The, the intro and outro is so important, but what's in between is... Um, exactly. I, I yeah, guess it's, that's our, yeah, that's our heart and our soul is in there. It's an impressive piece of work. And uh, speaking of piece of work, I think we got to turn down off the ceiling fan there. John, you got a question for us. Yeah, well, um, you know, you you hit on something, uh, ladies, just a second ago about uh, the the, the gospel influence. Uh, You didn't use that word, but I'm going to use that word. And, uh, And a lot of people that are into the blues also do have some kind of, not everybody, but they have some kind of a gospel uh, or religious music background to them. Uh, so my question actually is kind of twofold. First of all, if you do have that influence, you know, how did it come to you? And then secondly, um, which is pretty much a generic standard question that I ask everybody, who are the major influences musically in your lives? Wow. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll go first. Um, let's see. As far as um, gospel influences, I I was not brought up in the church. Um, however, I did go at times just for the music, and it was just wonderful music, of course, and, and listening to other um, gospel greats, uh, listening to them sing, and, and, and the fact that a lot of the music, the R&B, the blues, is born out of gospel, spiritual music. And a lot of people need should realize that. And the, the, the feel of the music that makes you feel something in your heart, the blues, gospel, even the R&B. I mean, you listen to the other the artists such as um, Gladys Knight, for one. Mm-hmm. The songs that she sings, and you know she was, and she did do gospel. And, but mm-hmm. you could feel the I mean, Midnight Train of Georgia just, just put me just under the table, man, listen to her sing that, okay? But you could feel that, that feeling, that soulful feeling in her voice, that um, the, the gospel feel in her voice. Um, but it, but influences, it, it's so hard to choose. I have, I have so many influences growing up, coming up. A lot of male vocalists, I was mentioning to someone else that Stevie Wonder was my I would say he was the first one that made me think that he was a kid doing fingertips. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. He's doing this. I can do it. <laughs> okay. Because you didn't see that too many kids doing that at that time. Um, 
back in the 60s, I guess. And right. except for and you get Michael Jackson, but, they, but Stevie came first. Stevie Wonder, they came before, he came first. Absolutely. And I, yes, so I, for me anyway, and listening to him uh, and the way he made me feel when he sang, every time he sang, I would actually literally almost be in tears hearing him do fingertips because like his voice is just wonderful. Just, it was happy and mm-hmm. it was it was good. And um, so that was my first influence. And then from there, it was like, I I go tell someone else, it's like, you know, trying to ask me to eat one potato chip. <laughs> there's, okay. so many, there's so many. <laughs> I know it's hard. It's and people, so difficult. When, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, unless like, you've you... had one major influence, it's really hard to tell because you do have so many. I mean, everything that everything that you're surrounded by as you're growing up, and especially in your formative yeah. years, is an influence, mm-hmm. and it's often mm-hmm. hard to be able to sit and pinpoint, well, this person especially. And uh, that's there is no wrong answer to that question. So uh, no. the only thing that I can say is, John, you took away my next question because <laughs> I was going to go into their background. Not necessarily. No, I'm glad, to, glad to do it for you, you too. Absolutely. <laughs> But uh, I, I wasn't going to steal your question about the muse, but uh, I was going to go into their background. <laughs> and since we have already done that, girls, there's a lot of talk today, especially more so than in uh, in ages past, about women in music. The reputation, or I'm sorry, not reputation, but the uh, the number of women who are making it in music and how far they go. The the whole the, the whole thing. As a matter of fact, we had a uh, girl from Canada on here a couple of weeks ago, Susie Corey, who is doing a series of uh, of drive-in concerts, where uh, she is trying very intentionally to balance the representation of male and female, so that you don't have all male and you don't go too much the other way and have all female, but have it kind of balanced. What is what would you say is your advice to women who want to get into the music game business, whatever you want to call it? We've had a lot of discussion about it being a business too. But uh, what would you say to a young girl who came up to you and said, "You know, I really love what you do. And, you know, to the age old, this is what I want to be when I grow up." Line. What would you tell them? Go, Cheryl. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, I can say, well, no, no, honestly, because when I grew up and I started playing guitar, that was not heard of. That was unheard of back then. So right. I, was a, I was kind of a pioneer in that sense, that way. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, had said, why don't you play piano? Why don't you sing? Because I don't sing. I don't play piano. I play guitar and I don't play acoustic guitar. I play electric guitar. Right. I never played an acoustic guitar. And a lot of people said, well, why don't you do this or why don't you do that? And I just followed, uh, and the advice I would give was follow the voice in your head and in your heart. If if that's what you want to do, if that's the instrument that you choose, that you identify with, then stick with it. And that's kind of what I did. Um, and many of the women guitarists that I now know and love and admire 
kind of have the same story um, where, you know, it, like I said, back when I did it, it was unheard of. So I, my advice would be, A, do what's in your heart. B, just as important, learn the music business because it is a business. It is a business. It is. It is a, it is I, a business. And, and the, the thing about about it being a business is that, you know, you have to put the love of it first because if you don't, if you don't put the love of the business before the business of the business, then you're probably going to fail at it. But however, if you also put the business of the business before the love, you're going to fail at it. So you have to find a balancing point. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, there, you know, when I guess coming up, I, you know, I, I, I playing the guitar would have been really nice, but you know, like I was listening to, um, Sister Rosetta Thorpe. Thorpe oh, she's wonderful. She's wonderful. Yeah. She played guitar. She played. She played guitar, and this was way back. Way and, back, yeah. And, yeah, but then I listened to to Jimi Hendrix, and I fell in love with him. Like I said, influence. It was my another influence, but guitar wasn't my thing. I just listened to the the the, the way they play and singing to the guitar, you know, singing the notes, you know, Jimi Hendrix, and mm-hmm. that, you know, she just, and she played and she sang. I would just liked hearing the voices and hearing the voices on the instruments. And um, I, and I actually, I teach, well, I, I'm a vocal coach. Oh, okay. And I'm, ad, I'm an adjunct professor at um, the community college here. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I think, and I coach. Uh, other vocalists, male and female vocalists, and I tell them, I, I tell them this is not an easy business for anybody. Mm-hmm. But I said, if, if this, this is something that you want to do, take it as far as you can take it. Learn as much as you can. Learn everything. Like Phil said, the business of the music business. There's Thanks. music and the business part, and they don't usually don't teach you that in school. No, they don't. This is true. So you need to have courses. We've touched on that many times with many of the guests we've had on the show. As a matter of fact, I have a recurring feature that we do periodically uh, as the situation warrants when I'll be in touch with somebody that is a, uh, a teacher, advisor, or some professional position within the music business. Uh, we had a gentleman on here a couple of weeks ago, uh, Durrell Pert who is a, uh, he's a consultant to uh, uh, musicians, uh, emerging talent. And that was one of the points that he stressed that you've got to, you've got to take the fact that it's called a music business for a reason. There are two parts to it. There is the music and there is the business and you've got to learn both parts and learn how to deal with both parts successfully. If you're going to succeed in the business and uh, I thank you for reinforcing that. Now, real quick, before we let you go, uh, tell us a little bit about what's coming up, what's on the calendar for Soulful Femme in the near future, now that the pandemic is kind of abating. Carol? <laughs> um, well, first of all, Stevie and I continue to perform in and around Pittsburgh area mm-hmm. uh, between six and eight times a month. Uh, but what's really coming up for us that we're excited about is we have a project. Um, we've been asked to record an album out in California this summer. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, um, so I've got to get with my co-writer, uh, Mark Byers, out of Florida. Yeah. And, um, we need to get writing on this project because we have an entire album to write. And that we, are, we are really excited about um, doing that. Awesome. Um, I, I, let, me get, uh, let me get our pitch in there because we believe in self-promotion on this show anyway. Uh, let me get our pitch in there for you to come back with the new album when you have it done. Thank you so much. We were honored to. Yes, we would, absolutely. We would love to have you come back and, and uh, we do an album, uh, album preview or something with it whenever you get the, whenever you get the tracks ready. Meantime, I want to thank you so much for joining us today, introducing us to Soulful Femme, and telling us a little bit, you know, helping us get familiar with you, and also for sharing your fantastic music. We're going to, as I said, we're going to tease the audience right now with the uh, title track as uh, as it was bookended. This is the first one, the short version, and uh, listeners, if you want to hear the whole thing, go out and look for the album. It is Well With My Soul by Soulful Them, and here's the title track now. Thank you. When peace like a river attendeth my There you go, soulful femme, John Bon Jovial. Your comments and thoughts. I I think I've found a couple of new loves in my life. I like these ladies. I I, I like them a lot. I love their music. I love their roots. I love what they're all about. Their philosophies towards the business, towards the love of the music. I mean, it's a complete package. And, and not only that, it's just the type of music that they're playing is a personal favorite of mine, something that I've you know grown up with ever since I was a child, low those many, many decades ago. Uh, so great guest, great interview, great music. It, 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 this, this was a good one. I'm glad you approve. I'm glad you enjoyed. I thought you would. And uh, maybe this will make up a little bit for making you come into the studio and record on a holiday. We're so sorry about that. Yeah, you got a lot <laughs> of nerve. And we thank the girls, too. <laughs> and we want to remind our listeners that uh, we are carried on our broadcast affiliate, our flagship station, WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York, Rochester Free Radio. Uh, check out Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble, which follows the David Bowers Awards on Saturdays. And, of course, Armand Schobert Spins. Uh, which has some really eclectic music. And, of course, our buddy Jeff Moulton's oldies shows on Saturday night. 
Check them all out on rochesterfreeradio.com. If you're in Rochester, New York, you know how to find them, 106.3 FM. And uh, we're going to move right along right now on the David Bowers Awards because our next guest is standing by, and we don't want to keep a lady standing too long. So we're going to bring in Lady Redneck right after we listen to Kiss Me. Somehow I feel that uh, you don't have any trouble getting people, uh, especially the males in the audience, to react when you do that song on stage. Come on in here and say hello, Lady Redneck. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello and welcome aboard. I 
I got to say one thing. Uh, you were you were listening. You may have caught uh, John and I talking to our last guest and talking about our affiliation with the old days. We're broadcast guys that go back a few years, and I was flashing when I first heard your music that uh, you reminded me of the, uh, of the modern extension of the uh, artist from back in the was it back in the sixties, late fifties actually, uh, Sue Thompson who did uh, some similar type of, I can't really call them novelty songs, but, you know, not the serious music, but the kind of lighthearted, like your uh, Kiss Me that you just did. And uh, the other the other track we're going to be playing in a little bit, I did in your truck. And I it was kind of a, <laughs> kind of a throwback to hear that. I don't know if you were familiar with Sue Thompson or not. I'm not, but I'm going to have to definitely look her up. I'm, I'm curious now. I've got to hear. <laughs> yeah, she similar thing. She had a, a lighthearted, uh, uh, fun type songs uh, with the uh, with the the same type of voice. John, you remember uh, Sue Thompson? Oh yeah, Sue Thompson was wonderful, and she also had. I mean, she had the same a very well, not the same, but a very similar delivery. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. lady, to what you do, and, uh, and, and I, although I don't recall if she used the same kind of uh, pedal steel guitar that you are employing in this song, which, by the way, is wonderful. Oh, um, thank you. I appreciate oh, that. Oh, yeah, steel guitar. But yeah, Dave, Dave is right. I mean, he and I, we go back, you know, he goes back a little further than I, than I do. He started in radio in the 60s, and I started, I think, it was 1971. And uh, we both worked in Tampa together, and and, uh, yeah, so we've known each other a long time, but we're old school radio guys. And And we're still on uh, speaking terms. And we're still on speaking terms, but as a result of that, we're also (laughs) extraordinarily critical of music, uh, the people that make them, but also, more importantly, we're very, very critical of some of these large mega media groups that have kind of ruined the business of radio. Boy, I don't, yeah, I, I hear you there. I'd have to agree with you, and that's so neat that you've that you've done radio that long, and that you've been able to hear so much music. And I'm sure you're critical. I mean, after <laughs> having heard that much music, that's just that's awesome. Well, one of the that's one of the great. nice parts is having come up with this idea for the show is we get to extend our uh, our love of the business and the people in it. Uh, to the new groups and artists, and including a lot of emerging artists who are just starting out on their way up. Which brings me to my next question. Tell us a little bit about Lady Redneck's background. Yeah, I would love to. Um, I grew up in Idaho, um, and I lived on a dairy farm till I was 12 in a little town, population 23. Oh, <laughs> I kid you oh. not. <laughs> we had like a stop sign and... Anyway, like a church and a school that was like, you know, had, anyway, it was just teeny, but I grew up in a really hardworking family. My dad was a music major and my mother, um, they were both musicians. And so they were always playing in bands on the weekend. And I started piano and guitar when I was six. And we started doing talent shows, I think when I was about eight. And then um, I had some sisters that were just younger than me. And Basically, as soon as we could start playing, my dad had us load up the van, and we were part of the family band. And we would, we traveled all over and did fair circuits and wedding and corporate events. And so we played doing cover songs, and just that was my growing up years was just 
playing music. My dad had a, a motto that a family that plays together stays together. <laughs> and so, yeah, we just we just played a ton of music. So that's that's how I grew up <laughs> was playing music. That is, uh, I, I thought I came from a small town, but you got me beat by about four hundred people there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when I was 12, I moved to the big city of Idaho Falls where there's like 75,000. So it, I oh, did. yeah, I that must have been it. culture shock for you. <laughs> John Bon Jovi was flagging me. I think I think he wants to get in and say something. I, I, I do. I have a question for you. I'm, I'm looking up uh, a little bit of your discography, if you will. Is that is is that gorgeous guitar a Gretsch? It is. Yes, oh. it is. Oh, I'm in love. I'm in love with you. <laughs> that is so beautiful. It really is. Oh that's just that, that that's just it. a that's a hell of an axe you've got there. It really is. It's oh, really beautiful. Thank you. I feel really, really blessed to have it. I I, I love that guitar. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I thought I recognized it and uh it, it's <laughs> yeah, um, No, that's that that's that's uh that's a really beautiful instrument that you've got there. Oh, thank you. That's that's one of the one of the neat things about doing this show as opposed to our days in radio years past. You couldn't sit while the music was playing and get on the computer and look up background stuff. We didn't have <laughs> I love yeah. it. And because I can do that, uh actually I did some homework ahead of time, but that, that's neither here nor there. I found out you do in fact uh do some uh some of the more serious music. And I, I know one in particular that struck me. Uh, you did a cover of uh, Randy Travis's "Forever and Ever, Amen." Uh, what, what, where, do, where do you differentiate between doing the serious music and doing the uh, the fun stuff like uh, "Kiss Me"? Um, well, my, okay, so I, I um, my fans are my label, and so they are um, they fund me to record a song once a month. And so I write all of my own music and my own music is my personality. And I'm just one of those fairy tale <laughs> country, you know, I don't know. I just happily ever after type of girls. And so, I mean, not that my life has been that way because, you know, nobody's life is, right, um, sure. but it's just my personality. And so um, my songs just, I think, I feel like that when you write music, people can know who you are. Whether you, whether, you know, you can't even hide it. And so I, um, I love to go fishing. I love the outdoors. I, I love being in love. I love, you know, that's just kind of my personality. So I write songs about that. And so on each of my albums, I put eight songs on each album and six of my songs are covers. I mean, excuse me, are originals. And then I always do two covers. And right. it's hard. Like I, when I pick the covers, um, I usually just like to pick a song that I really love. Like I walk the line, Johnny Cash or Lion Eyes right. or Forever and Ever Amen. So I'll try to pick some that are really well known or or just some that just really I just love. <laughs> sure. So I understand that. John Bon Jovial, you have another another question. Yeah, um I'm making I just, a habit you know, of this. I know. I'm sorry. I'm stealing your thunder. Uh, but, uh, lady, when it comes to uh, the type of country music that you're going to listen to, uh, do you like uh, storytellers or do you prefer, you know, I got drunk and got in the pickup truck and ran over my mother? I mean, you know, what, what 
or 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 you know the the the, the Tammy Wynette, you know D I V O R C E type of country music. What is it? What's your personal favorite? What what do you what do you get off on when it comes to listening? Not yours, but somebody else's. What do you get off on when it comes yeah. to listening to country music? You know, it can be it can be heart wrenching, heartbreak. It can be it can be fun and happy. It just needs to be real. So many songs to me, and especially in country music, unfortunately, the last few years are all about getting drunk. Like every song you'll hear about getting drunk, getting drunk, getting drunk, and it's just. And I've even um, I'm on different groups, like on Clubhouse or different places where I've been in groups, and they talk about how you can write one verse of a song and they have computer programs that will write the rest of your song in the same language that you're using, the same style. And just about how songwriting, the art of songwriting has kind of disappeared because I guess about 20 years ago, um, about the the level of um, of communicating was it about an 18 year old and a lot of country music songs and a lot of music, but now it's, a lot of songs at this point are at a two to three year old level, and they're just so basic, or they're so repetitious because it's catchy and it's what sells. But to right. me, like that is not—I don't enjoy listening to that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's—it's it's okay, but I like to feel the real stuff. So I love the stories. I love, and I love the catchy stuff. But it's just got to be something that's real, that's not just written for, <laughs> just because you know it sounded like the other one, and so they're trying to capture the same audience and write something the same way. And it's just, right. I don't know. I, I don't you, like that. You're so. the first person that has brought to our attention on the show, the uh, computerized songwriting. That's something that uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to do a little background, get a hold of somebody who has uh, been involved in that and get them on the show to talk about it, because I agree with you. It's, uh, it's not the real deal. I mean, yeah, it's okay for doing commercials or something, but uh, it's not what I look for when I look at music. And I, I, I like the way you express your uh, your favorites, your, what you look for to listen to personally. I bet you, I bet you also like movies with happy endings. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I'm not surprised, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm the same way myself, but uh, I just get that feeling you're a you're a happy live life type of person and uh, it that comes out just as you were saying you like you like the real deal and that comes out with you it's what you express with your music now in the uh, I don't know we've got maybe two three minutes left here uh, tell us a little bit about where you're going what's happening next I know you've got a a great big hit breaking right now which we're going to be playing in a couple of minutes but what's coming up in the near future um well, I've got a big show on June 11th. I've got a couple of talented ladies that are opening up for me. And then I've I've got um, – I'll, I'll have another CD coming out within three months, which will be super exciting. Um, just the sky's the limit. I, I was hoping to tour last fall, and, you know, with COVID, that, of course, right. didn't happen. So I'm hoping to start touring as soon as possible as well. So – just as much as I can do. <laughs> well, I hope you keep us in mind with your music because we'd always love to hear your new music and maybe get to play some of it too. We'd look forward to maybe having you come back and visit us again if we haven't scared you off yet. And uh, I want <laughs> to mention to you when we're talking about the, what you've got coming up and what you're telling the people, your shows and everything. Uh, I have a page on Facebook. I don't, I'm all over the place, but I have 
One on Facebook is the groups page, the David Bowers Awards groups page. And that is there for primarily for artists to post their news, their show dates, tours, new releases, upcoming albums, whatever you want to share, anything except secrets. We don't keep secrets, so <laughs> that you can post directly yeah, to. You don't have to you don't have to send the press release or anything. You can post it directly there and we'll take it from there and spread it around on Fabulous. our other social media pages. So feel free to That's do that anytime. Great. And we love okay, to keep I'll in touch with our that. guests. <laughs> we love to keep in touch with our guests. So please feel free to let us know what's going on and uh, keep in touch with us. Now, before we go to this next track, tell us about I Dented Your Truck. <laughs> oh, well, I mentioned that I like to write about real things. <laughs> really, unfortunately, this was, <laughs> this this happened. I, um, I hadn't been married very long, and I um, unfortunately dented my husband's truck and so the song kind of talks about kind of having to tell him and kissing up to him and just about how bad I felt and (laughs) um yeah that just that came from a real situation so (laughs) Uh well hey listen at least it wasn't I ran over my mother-in-law so you know what the heck (laughs) (laughs) oh listen thank you so much lady redneck for coming and sharing with us and uh, we really appreciate it. As I said, really look forward to hearing from you, keeping in touch. So please do and let us know if there's anything that we can ever do to maybe help you along. We'll definitely be uh, happy to promote your music. And like I said, we'd love to have you come back and visit us again. Thank you so much. It's been my, it's been my pleasure. You guys are wonderful. I really appreciate you having me on the show. So thank you so no, it's much. Been wonder- <laughs> it's been wonderful to have you here. We really do appreciate it. We do, and you're a Thank you're you. a fun person. We really enjoyed having you here. <laughs> All the very best to you. Be careful with Thank Hubby's you. truck, and uh, we'll talk again <laughs> real soon. Ladies and gentlemen, she calls okay. herself Lady Redneck, and this is I Dented Your Truck.
That's Lady Redneck, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, it was so much fun talking with her. We thank Lady Redneck and the girls of Soulful Femme for joining us here on the David Bowers Awards today, and uh, we thank you for joining us and listening in. Hope you'll be back with us again next week for another go-around with some great music and talk with the artists who make it. John Bon Jovial, take us home. Yeah, we had a, a a lot of playful personality on the show today. It, this this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this. Well, I enjoy them every week, but this one was a lot of fun. Hey, folks, you did it again, and we are, as always, forever grateful for you uh, devoting an hour of your life to the David Bowers Awards this week. And we really do appreciate it, and I mean that most sincerely. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. We are available for free on most of the major streaming services, including the new podchaser.com slash the David Bowers. So be sure to look that up. Follow the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday at 12 noon Eastern on WRFC FM 106.3 on your FM dial in Rochester, New York, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio, and on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and all of our crew of rejects here at the Radio Ranchero, this is the legendarily lovable John Bon Jovial saying, be good to yourself, keep washing your hands, Keep your distance if you have to. The face masks will be able to come off sooner than you know. And we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.